is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, it's Jacqueline, and I help people get consistent with mornings, meals, and movement. Today, we're going to talk about eating too much sugar, uh, one of my favorite topics. And this, the idea for this came, I just finished a coaching call with a client who's doing really well in my eight-week Get Consistent With program. Um, and I asked her, you know, what do you think have been like the big shifts for you? Why you are so successful? Why things are going well for you? And she said, one of the things is allowing herself to have desserts. That has actually helped her stop binging. And what's different about what we've been doing together is that it hasn't been like, usually when you do a diet, the diet tells you like, you are not allowed to have any of this. You need to cut sugar out. If you look at things like Whole30 or the carnivore diet, right? You are cutting sugar out or the other version, um, the other thing a diet will tell you to do is have like that diety fake version of the thing you want. So you want cupcakes, here are your fake cupcakes with, you know, stevia instead of real sugar. Um, and so she said, yeah, that, that was like the big shift. Actually allowing herself to have dessert has helped her stop eating all of the, the sugar and it has gotten her really, it's getting away from the all or nothing mindset, um, where you're either having all of the thing or you're having none of the thing. So that's what we're going to get into today um, when you're eating too much sugar. So we're going to talk about the reasons that this happens and then the specific solution. So it's not just the solution's not just going to be start tracking macros or, you know, count your food. No, we're going to go into specific solutions for the specific problems of why you're eating too much sugar. Okay. So the first reason that you might be eating too much sugar is you're not eating enough throughout the day. So this is actually related to the episode I just did, episode 393. I suggest going back and listening to that. That was more about why you're snacking too much, but I think that this is so related. You're eating too much sugar, and this could be throughout the day, or it can be at the end of the night when you get home from work and you're in the cupboards, um, just you know, raiding the pantry for all of the sugar that you can you can get. It is because you're not you're not eating enough throughout the day. So go back and listen to episode 393. That's going to help you with that. We will get into a little bit of the answer, the solution in today's episode too. Um, but that's the first thing. The other reason you're eating too much sugar is that you believe that eating sugar is bad, morally wrong. Um, you say things about yourself like you have a sweet tooth, you're just a sugarholic, um, this is just how you've always been. You believe that like you're in this stuck identity and also that that is bad and that is negative. Um, morally, you believe that it is bad to do. Um, the other reason you're eating too much sugar is you have not practiced having some sugar without eating all of the sugar. You've only done the all or nothing where you're you're eating all of it, you're binging, you're eating it every two seconds, or you've completed cut it out from your diet. You've completed completely cut it out from your way of eating. You haven't practiced having some without eating all. And then the last reason why you eat too much sugar. Um, you are using sugar to deal with discomfort. You are using sugar 
to deal anytime something bad happens in life, anytime you're bored, you're turning to sugar. Anytime you just something stressful at work happened or something stressful with your kids, your significant other, you're turning to sugar or it is 2 p.m. slump. You're like, I need sugar. Um, you're, you're using sugar to deal with being stressed, being sad, being upset, being bored, really just any discomfort in life, you're turning to sugar. Um, and then the last thing is maybe you've tried some of my solutions, but you haven't stuck with it. Okay. So we're going to get through the solutions to all of these things. So let's start with that first one. You're not eating enough throughout the day. Um, this is going to solve so many of your problems. And I think I said that in episode 393 with the snacking. So many people are turning to sugar because they are not eating enough nutrient dense foods. And this was true for me as well. Um, I was constantly snacking on sugar, looking for candy, um, stopping and getting a donut or, you know, coffee with tons of sugar because I wasn't eating enough throughout the day. Or again, that thing at night, uh, raiding the pantry for sugar because you're hungry. And when it's 7 p.m., 8 p.m. at night and you're starving, that's not when you're going to make a kale salad with grilled chicken. That's not when you're going to eat a nutrient-dense meal. You've just gone through this small period of starvation is a, a bold word, but you you think that you're starving and it's like, oh my gosh, I have to eat something as fast as I can. I need to get calories into my system and chewing a salad is going to take too much time. So I'm just going to eat something that's fast. I'm going to eat sugar. So the solution, right? If you're not eating enough throughout the day, it is not to do a diet. The solution is to make sure you're eating enough throughout the day. Make sure that you're actually eating a breakfast. Use the five Ps, plants, protein, a little bit of processed fun food, plenty of water, and plate it, giving yourself 15 minutes to eat your breakfast, and then repeating that throughout your day. The same thing for lunch, plants, protein, a little bit of processed fun food, plenty of water, plate it. Um, a snack, doing a smaller version of plants, protein, a little bit of processed fun food, plenty of water, plate it. Dinner, plants, protein, a little bit of uh, plenty or what did I miss? Plants, protein, a little bit of processed fun food, plenty of water, plate it. Right? If you're doing those things, you're actually eating nutrient-dense meals, taking time to eat, drinking plenty of water. If you're doing those things and you get to the end of the night, it's going to be a lot easier to not raid the pantry and eat sugar. It's going to be a lot easier to not go into your kid's Halloween stash or the upcoming Christmas candy. Um, it's going to be a lot easier if you've actually eaten throughout the day. So that's step one. If you are not eating enough throughout the day, you need to make sure you're eating enough throughout the day. I highly recommend using the five Ps. Okay, so the second one. You believe that sugar is bad. You believe that it is morally wrong. When I talk about like having some without having all, you think that that is either wrong or you think that it is impossible. You're kind of stuck in this identity of like, oh, that would never work for me. If you hear yourself saying things like that, that would never work for me. That's cute that that works for other people, but that would never work for me. You like you're you're setting yourself up, self up for failure. Like if if our beliefs about ourselves and what's possible for us are not strong, or if we believe that this thing that I'm talking about is morally wrong, you believe having a sweet tooth means you're a bad person. Like nothing's going to change for you. So the solution to that 
is trying on new beliefs, practicing new beliefs. How do we practice new beliefs? I think journaling is a great way. I've used three to one journaling, um, the big five plus one motivational journal. But so if you currently believe things like eating sugar is morally bad, the new belief might be um, eating sugar is a neutral thing. If you believe, currently believe, I am a sugarholic, I can't, you know, if I have some, I'm going to eat all of the new belief is I can have a normal and healthy relationship with sugar. I can have some without eating all. Um, if you believe, this this pops up a lot, if you, I will always be like this, I've never been able to change this, I will always be stuck. The new belief is I am someone who can practice things and grow and change. I am someone who can be consistent with this. I am someone who can learn new things. Even at the age that I'm currently at, I can learn new things and practice new things. So um, that's, yeah, I think that's a big one. If you don't believe these things are possible for you, it's going to be a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like you're not actually going to be able to try new things and be different. So yeah, make sure you think throughout the day. Second one, make sure you're working on your beliefs about yourself. Okay. The third one, so you haven't practiced this before. This goes along with the beliefs. If you want to believe that you are someone who can have some without eating all, you want to believe, you want to be able to see yourself as someone who can have a normal relationship with food, you need to put that belief into practice with like a specific in deliberate action. This is where what I teach differs so much from how intuitive eating is portrayed on social media. Intuitive eating, oh yeah, it's okay to have cake for every meal. It's okay to just have candy for every meal. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. It makes you feel gross and then you end up binging and you get stuck and you don't know what to do. With what I'm suggesting, I suggest If you want to have a normal and healthy relationship with sugar, you want to be someone who can have some without having all practice doing these things. So what this looks like, this what this has looks like with clients, um, that means with your lunch, maybe you do have a small fun-sized candy bar that goes along with your lunch and you're practicing having a small fun-sized Twix without eating more. And you're really deliberate about this. You um, track your actions in a workbook. You track that you're doing these things. And then the same thing with dessert. Maybe you have a fun-sized candy with like right after dinner. Or what I like doing is making like a little dessert plate. So I might have a few pieces of chocolate, but then I also have some fruit. Um, Sometimes I'll have like a protein brownie. little mashup, uh, dip the fruit in there, or maybe some pretzels to go with it, but just like a nice little dessert platter. Um, and again, this is basically like an action, <clears throat> putting that belief into action. If I want to be someone who can have some sugar without eating all of the sugar, I'm going to practice that. If I want to be someone who can have a normal relationship with food, I'm going to practice what that actually looks like. Um, Because having a normal, healthy relationship with food does not mean, or with sugar, does not mean you're eating sugar at every meal. It also does not mean you're afraid to have sugar in the house. It is, I mean, you're able to have some without eating all. I think that that just puts it into practice. So 
that would be the next thing. So first, make sure you're eating throughout the day. Second, practice the belief, new beliefs around sugar. Third, practice having some without having all. Fourth, uh, doing something else to deal with discomfort. So again, a lot of us growing up did not learn healthy coping mechanisms when we are sad, when we're stressed, when we're upset, uh, when we're bored as a kid or as a young adult, or maybe not, you know, even as a regular adult, you didn't know what to do. And so you did the best solution that you had. And that was turning to sugar. And I think, you know, lots of people just, they turn to sugar, they turn to alcohol, they turn to social media. When you're bored, stressed, sad, upset, you don't know what to do. You turn to those things that kind of give you a quick hit. Um, So you need to do something else. You need to learn and practice and believe that you can be someone else that can deal with discomfort and uncomfortable feelings in a different, more positive way, a different coping mechanism. So when you're stressed, if you're usually turning to a pint of ice cream, maybe you do something else like you head out for a walk, right? Or if you're stressed, you're... um, Things are just really rough. There's so many things going on at home with the holidays and travel. And that is when you're usually grabbing, you know, leftover Halloween candy. Maybe you are using meditation. You're practicing breathing. I always think about this. Like when I meditate, when I do my daily meditation in the morning, that is really practice to use it in real life. In real life, there's going to be a time where I need to stop. I need to just focus on my breathing and I need to breathe through before I do something super impulsive. Um, I mean, there's other things too, right? Instead of going and grabbing sugar, you call a friend, you call your mom, uh, you email your therapist, you message your coach. Like there's so many things that you can do to deal with discomfort. But I think it's also just realizing that this is something you do. Um, we you're using food as a coping mechanism and again like in the grand scheme you're not a bad person this is something that lots of people do and struggle with but it's like finding a healthier uh way to cope with that negative feeling um i'm a big believer in harm reduction so how can we reduce the harm instead of completely cutting it out? How can we reduce the harm that you're causing to yourself? So that could be something too, like if you usually eat a giant pint of ice cream, can you allow yourself a small bowl? Great. You know, I want ice cream to deal with this crappy thing that just happened. You know, I am going to, I have done this. <laughs> I am going to get a small bowl. I'm going to pour some ice cream into there, scoop some ice cream into my small bowl. And then that's it. That's what I am able, that's what I, how I'm going to deal with this. Um, we were just watching the show Shrinking um, with Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. And his daughter was dealing with the death of her mom. And one of the things her therapist um Harrison Ford (laughs) told her to do was practice allowing herself to cry for 15 minutes, setting a timer for 15 minutes, crying, grieving, getting it out, and then forcing herself to move on with her day. But I kind of see this as the same way. Great. You're going to practice this in a small burst, um, uh, reduce the harm, 
get it out, have some of your sugar, but then move on. So let's see. Those are four things we talked about. Make sure you're eating enough. Work on a new belief that having sugar is not bad. Work on new beliefs yourself. Practice these things and do something else to deal with the discomfort. And then the last one's really important. This is repeat, repetition. Um, Repetition is just so important. It is, I mean, like people will do these things and be like, well, Jacqueline, I tried it once or I tried it for a week or I tried it for two weeks and it just didn't work. Um, you need repetition. Like if you've been doing these things for years, like if you, if you've had a crappy relationship with food and with negative emotions for years, if not decades, you know, since you were a child, this stuff does not get solved in a day, a single try or a week or even a month. Um, you need repetition. You need to practice these things. You need to be deliberate about practicing them. Um, this is why I always have my clients, they journal. (laughs) Um, I have my clients using a workbook, a habit tracker to show their daily actions. And we look at it like they color it red if they didn't do it, green if they did do it. And so we can see all of the greens adding up. Look at how many times you took action over the course of this last week. Let's look back in the last five weeks that we've been working together and see how many times you took action. Let's look back at the last eight weeks, the last 10 weeks, the last 16 weeks. Um, You need repetition. These things do not get solved in 21 days. They do not get solved in 30 days. In fact, this is a good quote from Atomic Habits, um, but like how long does it take to build a habit? It doesn't actually matter because once you build the habit, you actually still have to keep taking action with it. I think it's helpful to also see um, your daily actions. So so instead of this big overwhelming idea of forever, it's kind of broken down into focusing in on what one day, what are the daily actions you're taking this one day? Um, I think that also helps our mindset. Like, yeah, we don't get overwhelmed and we can see that what we're doing that day actually does matter. Just taking it day at a a time. but yeah, you need repetition. This is why I work with my clients uh, for eight weeks. We work together at eight weeks at a minimum, and we work in eight-week chunks. Uh, each program is eight weeks. Great. We're going to work together for eight weeks. That's what, 56 days, <laughs> right? It takes time. Great. You feel good. You can go out on your own. You still want to keep working together. You need a little bit more assistance. Great. We're going to work together again for another eight weeks. But repetition, man, I mean... 52 weeks in a year, 365 days, you need repetition. If you are not currently tracking your daily actions, I highly recommend it. And I, when I say tracking, I do not mean tracking macros. I do not mean tracking calories, tracking Weight Watcher points. I mean tracking, did you eat an, um, a 5P breakfast? Did you eat a 5P lunch? Did you go out for a daily walk? Did you meditate today? Did you journal today? Those are actual, like, those are daily actions. Like, and if you can see over the course of eight weeks that you have taken action every day, you've taken 56 days of action, right? That stuff adds up. You need the repetition. Um, I think that habit tracking is going to help you so much more than tracking macros or tracking your weight on a scale. Tracking your daily actions is actually going to help you 
change your life, reprogram your brain, uh, help you believe new thoughts. And um, again, these are things that you can use in any area of your life. This is why I help people. I help people get consistent with mornings, with their meals, and with movement. And when I look at my clients, usually we, we start out in one area. And we're able to use the same principles and move it into another area and start, I don't want to say knocking things out, but really like, great, you're building a foundation here. You feel good. Now we're able to, I mean, build on that foundation. Now we have that foundation. We can try something else, add something to it instead of feeling like a failure in all of these different areas of life. So again, repetition, 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 things do not get changed in a day, a week, or a month. And even once you do create a habit, you still have to keep taking action with that habit every day. It's like, I didn't figure out my relationship with food and then say, I don't have to eat vegetables anymore. No, (laughs) I do. Like I figured out my relationship with food and now I do eat vegetables with every single meal. I do eat protein with every single meal. I do wake up and work out. I do practice uh, meditating. I do journal every day. You know, I do go out for daily walks. It's not you figure it out and you're done. It's you figure it out and you continue on with it, which again, why building habits is going to be so much more beneficial. Building systems, taking daily action is going to be so much more beneficial versus tracking calories or doing a super hard workout that you're never able to repeat again. So um, those are the, that, yeah, the, those five, when you're eating too much sugar and you're really annoyed and just ready to make a change, one, make sure you're eating throughout the day. Two, uh, work on your beliefs. Three, practice having some sugar without eating all of the sugar. Four, do something else to deal with discomfort or negative emotions and five, repeat, repeat, repeat. So again, as you know, um, I will be opening up, get get consistent with uh, for January pretty soon as we are headed into December. Um, so after the holidays, you can enroll in Get Consistent With. And if you just want to participate as a free client, just listening to the podcast, you will de- you, you can definitely do that. We'll um, work together either one-to-one or on the podcast over the over the first eight weeks of the year, helping you get consistent with mornings, meals, or movement. So how it works, you'll pick one that you want to focus on for the full eight weeks. You're not switching. You're not one week into it. Oh, no, I should have done this when I changed my mind. You're going to pick one area of life that you want to focus in on, and we're going to work together to get you consistent on that thing first. Then you can decide after those eight weeks if you want to focus in on a different area or optimize, get better at that area of life. I promise you that this process, this way of doing things is actually going to help you long term. Um, that's what I'm here for. I don't care your I don't care about your short-term success. I'm in it for your long-term success. So again, I will have more details for you as we get closer to the end of the year. I'm super excited for that. Definitely check out the website and the links in the show notes if you're interested. Have an amazing week. I'll chat soon.